Good evening, everybody. Michael D here again. Hey, we got a whole bunch of topics for you tonight. And some are new, and some you'll never believe. About me, I was in the hospital because I broke my knee. I had to go to rehabilitation, and that took over 30 days. So I apologize about me and um, my sidekick not being here. So without further delay, on with this show. So we got a great topic for you tonight. We really do. We're talking about South Korea, North Korea, and a few other topics in between. With that being said, Todd, can you believe what's going on in South Korea over there? Well, it's unbelievable that that crushing, that crowd crushing took place. Those people were just out wanting to celebrate Halloween, and um, it, it's under investigation. I've never heard of such a thing happening, but I guess panic erupted as the crowd swelled, and people got just like, they were like all sandwiched in together, and I mean, they're used to being in crowds. They ride subways and stuff all the time, but this just, people started to panic, and people couldn't breathe, and next thing you know, you know, Emergency services were called, and you know a whole bunch of people showed up to help rescue everybody. But people they couldn't get to the people that needed help because there was such a big crowd there, and it's just it's really sad. I mean, 154 people have died already, and it's just it's really sad, you know. It is sad. My only question behind that is. Why didn't they have better crowd control than what they did? That's a good question. You know, they had like none. There was like no crowd control whatsoever until people started getting injured and calling nine one one. And then after the disaster unfolded, get this: more than seventeen hundred emergency response forces were dispatched, including more than five hundred firefighters, eleven hundred police officers, and about seventy government workers. I don't know what they thought they were going to do, but. <laughs> I mean, they do nothing until the crowd starts killing people, and then everybody in the world shows up. And why didn't they have people there to start with? You know, they knew they were coming. You know, that's true. They knew it was going to be a big affair, so they yeah. should have had the uh, uh, officers there ahead of time. Yeah, they should have. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So I mean, just. Doing it the way that they did was just pure stupidity. You know? Yeah. I know they learned from their mistake, and it's really a, a sad situation, and I'm sure they won't do it that way again, but meanwhile, like, you know, but they didn't know it pinpointed the crush, but authorities would have anticipated high numbers before Saturday night. And there's a responsibility on the part of authorities to be monitoring crowd volume in real time so they can sense the need to get people out. Mm -hmm. And SWAT Show 23 was caught up in the crowd but managed to escape into a building along an alley. When asked whether she had seen any officials trying to limit the number of people entering the alley, she replied, before the incident, no, not at all. And I guess a lot of people went down a very thin alley and just got smashed. <laughs> This is terrible, man. Yeah, it is. It really is. Wasn't there a report today 
that said that uh, China wants to take over. Uh, oh hell! I can't figure out what that Taiwan. was. Yeah, Taiwan. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Xi Jinping, the Chinese um, dictator, he won his third tenure as president, and he's making statements like he's made before that um, you know he. He's hoping for a peaceful takeover of Taiwan, um, but he doesn't rule out military intervention, which is obvious. He's you know, been flexing his military all along. But the Taiwanese president, Tsai Ing-wen, said that you know, she's willing to work with China to find a mutually acceptable ways to maintain peace across the Taiwan Strait, but that there was no room for compromise over the self-ruled Taiwan sovereignty. So they're in the impasse still, and we don't know what's going to happen. But I know the Chinese just want to absorb Taiwan and have them be a part of, you know, communist China, and it's a no. My kind of problem. Now my question to that would be, who's going? Who's going to go along peacefully? Okay, when you have one country trying to take over your country that you're already in. What do you mean? Well, that would be saying, like, if, say, Russia wanted to take over the United States. Now, who's going to go along peacefully with that? No one. Right. So, I find Taiwan not going along peacefully with this crap they're doing. That's right. Okay. There's no way. I'm sure there's going to be military action in this. Yeah, it'll be a mess for sure. I mean, everyone in the Pacific Rim all the way down to Australia, they're all, you know, not looking forward to that day. Yeah, and see, China's not happy with just one thing, right? They're sort of like Russia, if you would. They're not happy with just taking one piece of the pie. They want the whole pie. So, in other words, they won't be happy with just taking one country. They want all these countries that are involved. Yeah. So, I totally think that is wrong. Can't they? Can't they live and let live? They don't seem to want to get along with the world. They seem to want to take it over. That's <laughs> exactly it. That's exactly it, bud. Exactly. They want to take everything over. You know? But I would say, uh, just as a hypothetical situation, I know they're not going along peacefully. This is going to be a bloodbath. You know? Of course, with the, with the amount of military that China has and versus Taiwan... It shouldn't take that long. No. Unfortunately, said. When other countries step in, and who knows what might happen. Well, if I'm not wrong, I think that they're part of NATO. No, Taiwan's not part of NATO, I don't think. Nobody is. There's a lot of countries that are, like, supporting Taiwan, like us, but nobody will... 
we're not part of like an alliance, an official alliance or anything. Mm. Mm. Most all other countries, you know, are, are like saying to China, China, we support your one China policy, but you might be supporting Taiwan, but they're, you know, trying to also support China because China strong arms everybody into believing this one China policy, even us, even the United States does. And out of one side of Biden's mouth, he says, oh, we support one China, but, and, you know, got support for Taiwan, so. It's true. You know? As your proverb says, you know, when someone's lying, when they're moving their mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you I don't. Know, Christian, Go ahead, bro. You know what I'm concerned about? Have you heard about that we might run out of diesel fuel um, in, like, not too long from now, like a few weeks. <laughs> I heard that report, but at least, thank God, we don't have diesel car. Yeah, but trucks, you know, trucks can't roll and stores can't be stopped. And, you know, we're in huge trouble. No, yeah, that's true, too. That is really true. You know, I agree with you there. Yeah. And trucks can't roll, we're kind of screwed. You know. Well, I don't know if there's any way to resolve the uh, refinery problem, but um, refineries, I guess, would have to do a shift in production and which creates shortages in the gasoline market because gasoline and diesel are two different things, but some relief is on the way, I guess, is. Some diesel imports on the way from Europe to the East Coast, but the distiller, you know, distilling gas and diesel um, will likely return to normal before next summer, according to this article. <clears throat> but that's a scary thought, you know, to have trucks, you know, be unable to, to drive mm -hmm. because of no gas. Right. Right, that would be kind of scary, yes. You're right. But, just think about, like, over in Russia with the Russia-Ukraine thing. You know, I don't think it's right that Putin is trying to keep people from getting the grain from Ukraine and wanting to cause more starvation in the world. If you hear about how he's blocking the, um, the deal that they had to allow the the ships with grain to pass, and then now Russia is saying that a bunch of drones attacked them, and they're blaming uh, the British, and so now they backed out of the deal. Hmm. No, I never heard that part of it. Yeah, it's, um, it's grain initiative. It's an example of rare wartime cooperation between Ukraine and Russia has allowed more than 9 million tons of grain in 397 ships to safely leave Ukrainian ports since it was signed in July, according to the Associated Press. But um, now Russia is blocking, you know, President Putin's got to stop weaponizing food and end his illegal war on NATO. And, and legal war, as NATO spokesman said, but... Yeah, and they're calling on Russia to reconsider a decision of renewing the deal urgently. 
enabling food to reach those and who need, or need the most because this is terrible. I mean, Ukraine, it has 218 vessels that are effectively blocked, unable to obtain permits from this joint coordination center to pass through the safe corridor. Right. And that's a lot of ships full of grain, you know? Yeah, but don't forget the ships have to be refueled also, so. Yeah. See where they get their fuel from. They think they're running diesel too. Oh, most of the time, yeah, they do. Yeah. But they have United Nations, Turkey, and Ukraine agreed on Sunday to unblock 16 grain ships in Turkish waters, despite Russia pulling out of the deal, but um, they're effectively blocked because of this not being able to pass through the safe corridor. So that's something else to pray for, you know, besides everything else is, you know, there's no reason to weaponize food and cause more starvation in the world just because, you know, for all we know, Putin manufactures the story of the attack of the drones. I don't know. That's somebody's speculation, but. It very well could have been. Situation. It very well could what? have been. It very well could have been speculation. Yeah. Yep. It could could agree with Ben. Well, you know, Scott, it's that time again where we gotta say goodbye. Okay. I wanna thank everybody for listening in. It's good to be back, may I add. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah, I'll be back. Take care of that knee, okay? Hey, for sure. Thank you. And uh, you got the cast off. Oh, yeah, man. I got a brace off. That's great. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Oof. I'm painful. Now the hard part comes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't hit the hard part yet. The third part of rehabilitation. Well, we should all be praying for you, Mike. And maybe it'll be a lot easier than you think. Thanks, little brother. Yeah. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Take care of yourself. Eat the power foods. Stay safe. And may God bless each and every one of you, including our military overseas. Take care. On behalf of Scott. Good night, everybody. And thanks for listening. And keep on praying because we need all the prayers we can get for this world we live on. <laughs> A lot of things going on, but we know care work. So God bless you, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.